You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. The Bible says, I was glad when they said to me, let us do what? Go to the house of the Lord. And when we come, we enter with thanksgiving. Praise the Lord. Last Sunday, we began to look at the man Noah. And we saw how Noah found grace, you know, with God. We saw how Noah walked with God. And we saw how Noah was asked by God when he was going to destroy the world to build himself an ark. Praise the Lord. And in, on Wednesday, we saw that Noah building the ark was a flow or an outflow of his faith. So the Bible begins to tell us in Hebrews 11 verse 7 how it was that this thing happened. And it says, by faith Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear. Praise the Lord. You know, we looked at the Passion Translation, which says that faith opened up Noah's heart to receive revelation from God, okay? That this is what he was going to do. In other words, we can get from the scripture that the ark was what the instrument that was used to save Noah, but just like the Bible says, it was his faith that saved him. Praise the Lord. The same way today we know that the just shall live by what? By faith. It's our faith that saves us. Now the argument of whether the ark was a work or it was faith, let's leave that aside for today. But what we want to see today as we go into the scriptures, come with me to Mark chapter 5. And we'll read from verse 21 to 43. It's a bit long. And I trust that the Holy Spirit will touch you. Amen. That the Holy Spirit will impress upon you the word, the truth that he has brought to the church, to the house today in Jesus' name. Let's read together. I'll read from 21. And we'll read fast, as fast as we could, with understanding. Now, when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet, and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she will leave. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him, and thronged him. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for twelve years, and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had, and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd, and touched his garment. For she said, If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, 
you see the multitude thronging you, and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see how who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole th truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. While he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. Let me say only believe. And he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, and the brother, Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and saw a tumult, and those who wept and wailed loudly. When he came in, he said to them, why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping, and they ridiculed him. But when he had put them all outside, he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was lying. Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kumi, which is translated, little girl, I say to you, arise. Immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age. And they were overcome with great amazement for the three. But he commanded them strictly that no one should know it. And said that something should be given her to eat. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. I'm trusting the Holy Spirit to help us to leave church this morning believing him. Praise the Lord. To do what? To believe in him. In John chapter 3, our Lord Jesus had a conversation with Nicodemus. And that was where he began to say to him in verse 12. He said to him, if I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? You know, from then on, we, they got down to 16, where he said to him, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever does what? Believes in him should not perish. What saves a man is who he believes in. Whoever believes in him should not perish. If you look at verse 18, this is what 18 says. It says, he that does not believe in him, he who believes in him is not condemned. But he who does not believe is what? Condemned already. It doesn't matter what he does or what he doesn't do. Once he doesn't believe, he is what? Condemned already. But he that is believed is not Condemned. I know you are believers and God will continue to help us to believe in Jesus' name. Also in Acts chapter 11 verse 26, the Bible gives us some information there. It says the disciples were first called Christians there. The disciples were first called Christians. Now what we normally call ourselves is Christians. Okay? What we normally say, are you a Christian? I'm a Christian. He's a Christian. You see, that word is okay, but it's not our word. It's what people called us, okay? Who we are truly, what we should say of ourselves is that we are what? We are believers because it brings it home, okay? Because the other one can be a title, but the other one, the one believing is never a title. And it will help us to keep 
ourselves, you know, on, 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 uh, keep ourselves at the cutting edge of what God is doing. Now, in the past year and even currently in this year, a lot of things have been happening in the world. And if you're not careful, you will step out of being a believer to becoming an unbeliever, whereas you still feel you're a Christian. That's why we looked at the passage we looked at, and we're going to come back to those, you know, passage in Mark 5. And look at it and see what it means to be a believer. The first thing we are told there in verse 21 is that a multitude gathered to Jesus, okay? He had done some things and they heard about it, and they gathered to him by the sea. Now, 22 says one, one person, okay, will learn from Noah, and we said one of the lessons we learned from Noah is that statistics does not account or matter in this thing that we're doing. It's not many. The world will say the voice, how does it say? The voice of the people is the voice of God. You and I know that that's not the voice of God. Praise the Lord. It's not. It's not. We see here, there were multitudes, but one came, Jairus by name. What it means is that the matter of believing is personal. Praise the Lord. It's not national. It's not even church now. Praise the Lord. So some people say, uh, this is my church, therefore I'm a serious believer. No, 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 no. It is personal. Praise the Lord. So one came from among them, and Jairus was his name. And when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. Now, this multitude were told they thronged him. They did not fall at his feet. That is one indication of belief. Your behavior will be different. Okay? Quickly. And then he says, look at this conversation with him. He said, let's read 23 together, everybody. And he begged him earnestly, saying what? My little daughter lies at the point of death. Okay? Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. What is he saying here? He does not deny the situation. Praise the Lord. My little daughter lies at the what? Point of death. Terrible things are happening. Terrible things have happened. But since I know you, you are a game changer. Praise the Lord. My little daughter lies at the point of death. If this doesn't happen, he will die. But now you... The one I believe in, what should you do? If you come and lay your hands on her, what will happen? She will be healed and she will live. What is that called? That is believing. That is a statement of confession based on what he believes. Now, we've said here, if you listen to yourself, you will know what you believe. If you listen to yourself, you know what you believe. That's the simple truth. And it's an exercise that... Your, your neighbor can do for you. It's an exercise you must do for yourself. You must continually, you know, I mean, you, you speak just like that, but develop the habit of asking yourself, what did you just say? Because it can help you to quickly catch yourself and come back. Praise the Lord. Now, this man said, my daughter is at the point of death, but you come and do what? Lay your hands on her and she will leave. The same way the centurion, the centurion said to Jesus, what did he say? He said, you don't need to come to my house. What should you do? He said, just speak the word and what? Now, those are indicators of one who believes. We're still looking at the simple word belief, but we're trusting that we'll find how. So, because it's a deep thing that ordinary words cannot explain. Praise the Lord. Okay, did I give us definition of belief? Okay, belief simply means to accept something as true, isn't it? Okay, 
So if I give you money, you believe I gave you money. Isn't it? No, that's not belief. Belief means to accept something as true without evidence. So you're here, I say I've given you. If you act like I've given you, then you believe me. But if you wait till you find out, then you, you never believe me. Praise the Lord. Accept something is true, especially without proof. Praise God. So when the Bible says, believe God, it means live in the state where whatever God says to you, you take it, whether what you've seen it or not. And that's why we looked at Noah. Noah, you see, there had never been, there was no rain, there was no flood, there, there, was, there were no ship going vessels, people were not traveling by sea, there was nothing like that. But the Bible says, because Noah believed God, are you seeing? Because Noah believed God, he believed that something will happen and the flood will cover, and the only thing that will save will be this ark. That is what is believing. If not, Noah would have said, God, if you want to save me, save me, but don't send me on a wild goose chase. Is someone with me this morning? Anyway, so, so we continue with the text. We're going. So the Bible says in verse 24, it says, Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed and thronged him. Now, on that same journey, a certain woman who had a flow of blood that given us very two important illustrations there. For 12 years, this woman's condition had been there for not 12 months, not 12 hours, not 12 days. How many years? 12 years. That's enough for a child to be born and become, you know, that age. And the Bible said this woman had suffered many things from many physicians and she had spent all that she had and was no better but rather grew worse. If there was a case that somebody should give up on, this is that case. It had the qualification of long time. It had the qualification of the efforts that have been put in. It had the qualification of, it says she had, you know, gone round. So she had seen the best. She had probably tried all kinds of medications, native doctor, everyone, and nothing got better. It only what grew worse. If there was someone who should be depressed, this is the woman that should be depressed. Depression is actually a manifestation of not believing. It's a case of Okay, maybe not even believing. Maybe believing the wrong things. But this woman was a woman that had no future. She had seen her life get worse. The blood was flowing. Hope was going. Money was going. Friends were going. Family were going. You know, in those days, they didn't have sanitary pads. Praise the Lord. And I don't know the type of, you know, how cheap. Perfume was very expensive as well. So you, you can imagine the life this woman was living. She was going down and down and down. But the Bible says, when this woman, verse 27, when she heard about who? Jesus. When she heard about Jesus, something happened to her. Uh, the Bible tells us in John 3, 18 that we read. It says, he that believes is not condemned. At whatever stage in my life, in your life, no matter the state or situation, a person believes in Jesus. A turnaround happens. Praise the Lord. A turnaround. Why? The Bible says, whosoever calls upon the name of this Jesus 
shall be what? Shall be saved. Why? We understand that he is the one who created all things. Everything was made by him. And without him, there was nothing made that was made. If you talk about copyright, all the rights that there are, he, had, he carries all the rights. This woman heard about Jesus and all of a sudden something quickened in her. And she said, she made a move and then she said to herself, if I can reach that Jesus, I don't even need to have a conversation with him. You see, praise the Lord somebody. This woman, if she went to the doctors, you know what will happen? She will sit down and then they will ask her, how long? And they'll be taking notes. Praise the Lord. And they say, did this thing happen to your mother? Did it happen to your mother's mother? They are trying to find history. Then they say, which drugs have you taken? Do you react to this? Do you do? So she said to herself, that conversation, I'm not ready to have it again. Praise the Lord, somebody. You see, some of the things that we carry as experience are what are hindering us from experiencing the power of God today. Is somebody hearing me? We, we must respect the one before whom we've come. He is Jesus. He is not just a man. He is the son of God. Praise the Lord. So this woman said, I'm not going to get into that consultation. And she said, if I touch his clothes, I will be made well. Now, 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 now. Praise the Lord. We can jump over this because of time. But at their own private time, I needed to meditate upon it. Who told her this? Wasn't she being presumptuous? Or better still, wasn't she crazy? Something you suffered for 12 years and you wanted to end by a touch of clothes, not an injection. Is somebody hearing me? Now we're still, you know, looking at to believe. This woman believed that this is what will be her experience. And then she began to go. The Bible says she pressed through. And she made that touch in verse 29. And immediately she made the touch. The Bible says the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she now did what? That was when she felt. Before she felt, what did she say? She said, this is what it will be. Now, some of us are in conditions and situations where we're saying, I believe, but I want to feel. Now, if you get believe right, you would have concluded your believing before you ever have what? A feeling. Why? Because the very fact is believe means it must go ahead. You know, I think I wrote it here. I said, God, why? Why is it this way with you? Why do you expect? Why do you demand that I believe you before I see and the, the simple explanation I was getting was, imagine, you say, God can do everything. God can do all things. God has done, I mean, mightier things that we could ever know. He says, that is the only way I can relate, you know, with you. Why? I'm omnipotent. I can do all things. So, I've created the world. Don't you want to have the power to get as much of me as you will? Why should I restrict you? I don't know if somebody's getting what I'm saying. That's why he says, according to your faith. Why? I'm unlimited. I'm without limitation. So he, he says, whatever it is, just believe me and then you will see it. 
Believe me and then you'll see it. Why? Because I'm able to do everything. I see, if I had a limit, I would need to prove my limit to you. But if I don't have a limit, what can I prove to you? I can only say, okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. If the tap is running, if the tap is not running in your house, what do you do? Where I live, we have water running constantly. You know, because of that, we don't store water. Who stores water in the house? The place where the water is not running. Because the water runs, a picture of what? Limitless. If you take half cup, you use and you close the tap. But if the tap doesn't run, what do you do? You store buckets. It's the same. God says, I am. He said to Moses, tell them I am. For whatever situation and whatever circumstance, if you place a demand, I will meet it. So just keep your faith. You don't need a storage. That's why also when he took the nation of Israel through the wilderness. And he was feeding them with manna. They didn't have to store manna. He didn't give them the labor of carrying, you know, warehouses of, of manna as they journeyed through the wilderness. He just said, sleep. While you sleep, I'm making manna. Every morning you wake up, except for the Sabbath, and for that Sabbath, I'm going to give you double. That is who he is. He says, I am your sufficiency, and I am your ever-present help, word in the time of trouble. That is who I am. Praise the Lord. Now, now, now but if I don't believe, if I don't believe, I will want where the type is wrong to store. I want to cap, you know, get the manna and store. And you know what happened? Some children of Israel actually did that. What did they find out? They found out that in the morning, the stored manna had worms. Why? He had fresh manna. And does that explain some frustrations in our lives? Because we don't want to live a life of just trusting him. We want to create our own cocoon and have our own safety. And God is saying, you don't need that. Let me be your everything. We sang the song, say, you are everything. Isn't that what we sang? He said, that's what I am. Okay, so this woman came and touched and she was healed. And look at what made it interesting here. Teddy says, Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? Now the disciples said... <laughs> Master, the multitude. Now you can imagine how Jesus was walking. Imagine the number of different persons that have touched him. That's why the disciples didn't understand the question. But what Jesus was saying is this. Out of this whole multitude touching me, somebody who believes in me touched me. Somebody made contact. Praise the Lord. Somebody did what? Made contact. And how was the person able to make contact? It wasn't because flesh touched flesh. It wasn't because uh, cotton or polyester touched polyester. It was because deep, called unto deep. You see, Jesus was the power of God. He was God in their midst. And somebody said, God is in, my, in our midst and I will touch God. That statement alone created the contact. Everywhere you are, God is. I hope you know that. He's omniscient, he's omnipresent, and he's omnipotent. But if you are at the level where you want to see something else, you may not contact him. But if you come with your heart settled that God is here and I'm what? I'm going to touch him. My faith is that somebody will go with healing today. 
Somebody will go transformed today. Why? Because you touch him. He's ever flowing. All the people that have been touching him, he did not ask. That's why the disciples didn't understand. They didn't understand. Because people are touching you. But Jesus said somebody drew. Somebody got the password. Somebody entered the right pin. To show you how this thing works. They, they, would not, they couldn't understand it. Until, I'm sure they even doubted that. Until the woman came. And then they saw. And then she thought this is what happened. And then all of a sudden. The multitude were wondering. It means this thing happened right before us. Praise the Lord. Now let me tell you something. Every one of us actually lives in what we believe. Do you know that? Every one of us actually lives in the package that you have bought. Now, if we were to leave this story a bit, the Bible tells us of the nation of Israel also. When they murmured against the Lord and the Lord sent serpents to buy them. And God said to Moses, okay, take, you know, make uh, a serpent, you know, brazen serpent and lift it up. And anyone who is beaten, if he looks at it, what will happen? Shall leave. Now, what caused the snake biting them? It was their saying God was not enough. You know what God was trying to say? I want you to turn around so completely and have respect for who you're worshiping. So, all of a sudden, they announced that this snake, this deadly snake that bites, I think that snake must be Echeteka in Hebrew. How many of us know, have heard of that one? Echeteka means tomorrow is too... It's too far. It's too far. When he buys someone, the person doesn't say good morning. That's the last greeting. You know? So this terrible snake bites somebody. And instead of trying to get all kinds of helps and things to solve the problem, they say, just look at the serpent that Moses lifted up on the pole. You know what that is calling? It's calling for faith in God. It's calling for belief. He must know what he's doing. He must know what he's doing. I bet you the first set of people who heard that news didn't respond. I'm sure some crazy person somewhere just said, well, I'm dying. What does it cost? Please take me. Let me go and look. And then when he comes back to the camp and they see he didn't die, then the rest of the people will say, this thing is working. You see, it cured murmuring at least for a while. Because all of a sudden they learned one thing. What? That this God is not their mate child of God, to believe God means you have to let yourself know that God's word is not you don't have to understand what God is doing praise the Lord, no you don't have to understand how many of us fly here you fly, okay you travel by air, that's what I mean I don't mean you go by night (laughs) some people are looking at me normally if you ask me if I fly, I say yes I fly you know, but if you are, <laughs> praise God. Okay, you travel by air. Are you a pilot? What do you do? When you pay for the ticket and you get on the chair, if you're like me, before the plane takes off, you're sleeping. Have you bothered to go to aeronautical school? But you know you keep flying. Wouldn't it help if you knew a bit about flying? Are you sure? You've never bothered. You know what it simply communicates? You believe in the system. You believe in the system. In fact, the, the, the flying one is so bad that you don't even see the pilot. That, that's what, part of what the Lord said to tell us. In this story, we see contrast. 
We see even the disciples not knowing the power Jesus carried. And we see a woman coming to draw you. When Jesus raises it, they say, don't worry, nothing happened. Master, have you eaten? Who touched me? That's what they were saying. How can you? You know, they, they say, what are you talking about, Master? Let's be going. Jairus' daughter needs you. Let's go. But something was happening. The same way, you see, the world, the, the world is there. And the world is completely different. But the thing is there. Every one of us is actually a believer in something. Praise God. Every one of us believes in something. Every one of us. Just like the world we're in today now. Some people, I understand, you know, they have not brought the vaccines to Nigeria. Okay? But you know, Nigerians have gone to get the vaccination. Okay? They've gone to Dubai and different places to get the vaccination. Why are they doing that? Because they believe the vaccination will help them. But you know, the vaccination people said is it will work for about 65 to 70% of the people. Did you hear that? That is not a guarantee. Okay? Now, also, you know, some people are in Nigeria now, they say one of the major businesses now, you know, Igbo people take note, is oxygen. Oxygen is selling well now. You can import quickly, you know. So big men, are, people are buying oxygen to store it. Why? These people, these people believe that coronavirus will kill them. So they're making every effort, isn't it, to see to it that it doesn't kill them. There's nothing wrong with that self-preservation, okay? But where it becomes a bit funny is where a Christian is more worried about coronavirus than he's worried about his sanctification. We wear the face mask. It's good to wear it so that we don't get contaminated or so that we don't, you know, contaminate other people, isn't it? How about your lifestyle? How, are you bothered that your lifestyle does not negatively influence an unbeliever? Doesn't the Bible say, pursue peace and holiness? Pursue peace with all men and holiness, without which word, no man will see the Lord. How many people are actually pursuing? He didn't say like it. He didn't say agree to it. He said pursue. That's if they see you running. They say, ah, sister, why are you running with high heel? He say, ah, that brother is offended with me. I have to catch up with him and make peace. You see, it, it says of what you and I believe. Because the, the challenge is, if the people we looked at in this story, we saw, we were, we saw their attitude betraying their belief. And then we saw their actions. And these actions now contacted with God. And that is what he's saying to us today. That you and I must first of all examine, you know, get ourselves up, pull ourselves up and say to ourselves, what do I really believe? Do I believe in Jesus Christ? Do I believe he's the son of God? Do I believe that with his stripes I'm healed? Do I believe he knows? Okay, okay, let's even think of his omniscience. Does your God know all things? Are you sure? Can your God do all things? Is your God everywhere? Then I want to just ask you, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? That a situation will come up that your God will be taking siesta and he can't handle? That there's a particular, you know, way to happen and God, you know, will not be able... I need you to ask yourself. Because, you see, this believing thing is something that you must settle. Anyway, so Jesus said to them, 
who touched me? And by the time they went about, the woman came and our Lord Jesus pronounced on her, Daughter, your faith has what? Made you well. He said, Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. I read this and I was trying to ask the Spirit of God. She was already healed, wasn't she? But we really don't know all the details because you never know what God has in store for you. He says, I what? Had not seen, neither what? Had ear heard. What God what? Has prepared for those who love him. So this woman thought the blood had just stopped, but God had much more. Praise the Lord. We went told about her later on in the scriptures, but I believe this woman went on to be mighty in the things of God because she said, your faith, and what does faith do? Faith makes people do great things. So I believe that this woman's life was transformed. Now, Tadifai brings an, 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 a dimension to it. He says, while he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? This is now advanced level. When Jairus left his house, the daughter was almost dying. Okay, so there was a little hope. And with that hope, he had faith. He believed that if Jesus came, Jesus will heal the daughter. So he made the journey, came to Jesus. But because one woman delayed Jesus, the daughter has now died. Okay? Isn't it what happened? And look at the passage in 36. Let's read 36 together. Let's read. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, what? Do not be afraid. How many things should you do? How many? Only. Not that word. Only. Only believe. Why? Jairus had he seen the dead daughter. He hadn't seen the dead daughter. The last information he actually knew. You know, some people say, if I see it, I'll believe. The last thing he knew was what? The daughter was dying. But information came and said, your daughter is dead. Stop troubling the master. Now, the master said, the Bible says, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken. That word was not an empty word. That word was an attack. There are some words that you hear. What should you do? You take the shield of faith and bounce it off. Why? Because they are from the pit of hell. Can I tell you what? From the past months and to the current month, what has been spreading about is words of fear. Things you've not seen, but you have bought them. Some have died. Some have, you know, finished themselves because they bought the world. Your, your daughter is dead. Jairus had not seen. That's why Jesus said to him, leave them. You have come to me. Follow me. Follow me. Somebody will say, but that's reality. Reality doesn't exist. Reality truly does not exist. You know that. Reality does not exist. Everything is real to somebody. Okay, how many of us, how many children, there are children in church today. How many of you know, have seen Ojuju Calabar? But how many of you does it make to eat? And please, parents, stop using that nonsense. But it, it works, though. <laughs> Ojuju, even the parents, have you seen Ojuju Calabar? Have you seen it? You've never seen it. But it's just something, you know, you create to make children do. And what does it? It's just a spirit of fear and intimidation. Now, now, the same way you and I can find that in our lives, there are some ojuju calabas that are influencing us. You're no longer a child. And you think, no, you know, I mean, I've outgrown all that. But there are things that are influencing you. I mentioned it here that the fact that Nigerians 
you know, I hope I'm, you know, I'm fairly correct, that Nigerians haven't died of starvation. Do you know the economic problem we have gone through in the last 8, 9, 12 months? How, how, do you know how much the price, the cost of living in Nigeria has changed? Do you know what transportation cost is? In some instances, if you cost, calculate the cost of transportation for people to go to work, their salary doesn't even cover it. But the people are living... If you sit down to worry about how some things will work out, you will die. Or Juju Kalaba will kill you, which does not exist. Praise the Lord. Jesus said, when the news came, and look at to tell you that, you see, there is no innocent information. Do you know that? No, 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 no. If there is innocent information, it's never sponsored. It never sells. Nobody boosts it. Nobody promotes it. There is no innocent information. Look at what they said there. Verse 35. Put it on the screen for us. He said, while he was still speaking, some came. Some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house. I will tell you where they are coming from. They are coming from, the, from a place that we call hell. He said, they said to him, your daughter is dead. Okay. That's innocent. Abby? But why did they ask CNN to it? You know CNN just doesn't give you news. They tried to make you have an opinion that they decided before they came on scene. Your daughter is dead, so stop troubling the master. What is your business? Are you the master? Am I troubling you? Your daughter is dead. Okay, go now. Your daughter is dead, but they add to it. Stop. Why are you troubling the master? Which means you have now become a problem. It's not innocent. The text you get... The information you hear, all that you hear, they're not innocent, sir. I read one recently. I, I don't know how true it is. It may be true in most, some of the... They said in Lagos, they told them that if you have malaria, just know you have COVID. Is it true? Now, look at it now. Mekuna, follow me, see. So, malaria has been what? Wiped out. So, we don't have malaria problem in Nigeria again. So, mosquito... <laughs> They've denied mosquito of the little thing he used to intimidate us. Because a bigger masquerade has come. I mean, can you imagine? So there can be innocent malaria again. Your daughter is there. They say, why troubling? To help you to see that the information is not just coming. They want to take you away. They want to take you to unbelieve. They want to take you out of the feet of Jesus. They want to take you out of the present. They want to remove your gaze from the one who can change your situation. They want to stop you from believing. Somebody say, God forbid. I am a believer. Simply, I am a believer. Everything that you are reacting to is information. Praise God. I'm no, I'm in no way asking people to be careless but I'm saying be fearless I have a friend many of us may be aware a day before his birthday they tested him positive for coronavirus on his birthday they tested him negative they so they have the power do you understand what I'm talking about I don't know why he went to do but all, he was on isolation on his birthday a day after he came out of isolation. Now somebody might be looking at me and say, but I really felt it. I couldn't breathe. Listen to me, people of God. You are stronger than that. The Bible says, I said you are God's. Isn't that what he said? 
Why does he call them gods? Let me tell you. Open to, to John 10, 34 and 35. Let me show you something. He said, is it not written in your life, said you are gods? Now, 35 tells us why he said they were gods. He said, let's read it, everybody. If he called them gods, what? To whom the word of God came. When the word of God comes to you, and you receive it. It gives you the ability. Now, I'm not saying that if I believe God, I can never be sick. No, I'm not saying that. But if I believe God, I will never be afraid. Two different things. Two completely different. I will never be afraid. I will never act in fear. What the Bible says is clear. It says the righteous is what? As bold as what? A lion. But the wicked was what? Flees when what? No man is pursuing. Why should I be fleeing? I'm not wicked. God forbid sickness. Jesus will heal. And if it's time to go, then you go to your rest. But that you live your life, you know, and the enemy traps you and is controlling you and you're saying things and behaving in a way and the world is waiting. The Bible says the earnest expectation of creation is doing what? Is waiting for the manifestation, the unveiling, the revealing of the sons of God. In a time like this, the world is looking for swords. They're looking for light. Praise the Lord. No, you and I must say, I believe God. I believe God. Now you look at this story. Did Jairus' daughter die? She, did, did she die? Uh, they, they are. Okay. Praise God. 37. He permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, and the brother of James. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and said to all, and those who wept and wailed loudly. When he came in, he said to them, why make this commotion and weep? What did he say? He said, the child is not dead, but sleeping. You know, there are some things you just read in the Bible and, and you don't know what to say. But was the child dead? The child was dead. But the master said, well, the child is not dead, but sleeping. So which one are you going to believe? You see, praise God, somebody. Have they done 419 to you before? You see, 419, oh Lord. Have they washed dollar for you before? How many here have they washed dollar for? <laughs> when they catch you in that thing, eh? Your mumu will just be, all you'll be thinking is, you'll buy Jaguar. You'll build. <laughs> uh, you know what has happened? You have believed. People who believe, they don't use sense. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Now, if you can believe a man, have you been close to politicians that contested elections? Six months before the election, there are 20 candidates. All of them are answering your excellency. Uh, do I have a witness? And they're thinking and behaving like that. The good thing is that it benefits those around them because that time they're giving them money. But, but it's, they just enter into this place and they believe it. And they're living in that imagination. Now God is saying all the things that you place your faith on are not real. Hebrews 11, 6 says, but he that comes to God, what? Must believe that what? He is and what? He is a rewarder. So if you seek me, if you place your faith on me, we're told here that our faith has what? Foundation. Any man that rests on God can never be disappointed. Never be disappointed. Never. 
But he said, to rest on him, it's not cheap. Because the world will shake you. The world will shake you. Look at Jairus. Why are you troubling the master? Who knows how far from the house they were? Maybe a day's walk. And they said, it's alright. You've done your best. Just give up. But thank God for the word of God. The word of God said, do not what? Be afraid. That is the instruction. That's what I bring to us. If you don't believe, be afraid though. Praise the Lord. There are things, there are, I mean, there are things out there. There are things out there. I've told you the story, you know, of, of, um, of a pastor who, who told, told us, you know, he said in his village, there are village people were the ones who did, you know, the juju for the Igwe. That's the where the CSO, the chief security officer for the traditional ruler. So the thing actually fell on him, you know, fell the, to the family. He's a medical doctor. He's a pastor, you know, if I call his name here. And he said one night he went to his village. He was traveling to, the, to Enugu and stopped over his village to sleep. He said, lying on his bed. He said something entered his room and started carrying the bed up and down. Lifting it up and down. And, you know, the thing kept happening. He said one day he met a pastor and spoke to him. And the pastor took him to a scripture and showed him that you have authority over principalities and powers. That you're seated, that you're senior to them. So he said next time when the thing happened, he said, he said to the demon or the principality, he said, come on, stop that thing. And the thing stopped. He said, he pins himself. He said, come on, get out. And the thing started going. He said, if I don't get out, come here. Stand that attention there. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Those things are there. But you know what? You are seated in heavenly places. Far above all of them. Principalities and power. Jesus Christ is Lord over all. And he is your God. If you believe in him. He said, he that believes shall not act hastily. We just take instructions. When David was made king, the Philistines kept coming. The Philistines had subdued Israel for so long. They kept coming. The only thing Jesus would do is that, sorry, uh, David would do, is that he would go to God and say, what should I do? God would say, okay, go in this direction. Another thing, what should I do? Go in this direction. So, so belief doesn't mean you're careless. It means that you know you have God. Praise the Lord. The truth is this. In, if, if, if we got it right, the, we that are believers will shine in this time. Will shine. Because the world will look at you. They will peep. And say there's something about him. There's a boldness. There's an assurance. There's a confidence. There's a hope. And, and this is what we take into the situations we pass in life. Listen, a poor believer is never to be pitied. If he's a believer. You know why? Because there will be something about him. That will supply all that he needs. There is a, the, our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. He said, how shall the father not what? Give good gifts. To those who ask him. Then in another place, say, how shall the Father what? Not give the Holy Spirit. The believer, no matter his material status, has the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost is the administration of every good thing. Everything that God has. He's the spirit of the living God. It means in that office, you may not be the boss, but as cleaner, as secretary, you're in control. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? I have worked in an office. I was not the boss. But I tell you, I ran that office. Some of us are already aware. I, I, I ran that office to the extent that even contracts, my wife did it and not covering. 
It wasn't Tojoro. She was not interior decorator. She became interior decorator. And she did the job. And the boss was very happy and refused to recommend her to others because she, they didn't, he didn't want his friends to have the same type of job. Not that the job was bad. The job was so good that he told her. He said, I won't tell anybody. I'll tell them I imported it. Jonas, I ran that office. Who was employed? Who was paid? I was not the boss. You know why? I carried the Holy Ghost. What I'm saying to you here is that if you carry the Spirit of God, it doesn't matter your designation in that office. We're told about Haman, the Syrian general, isn't it? Who determined what happened in the house? It was a house girl. She carried the Holy Ghost. Do you know what it means for a house girl to tell your madam something and the girl will travel from Nigeria to Cameroon? Does it happen like that? If not that the girl had been determining what happened in the house. What am I trying to say? The believer, genuine believer is never to be pitied. You carry power. The Bible says Joseph was in what? A houseboy in the house of his master. But because he was in tune with God, God made it known to Potiphar that the reason you're prospering in this house is because of your slave. It doesn't happen like that. It doesn't happen. So when Christians come and they say, God, just do this. He's going to do that. He's going to turn around material positions and situations. But that's not what it's about. When you carry him. The Bible said when the priests who carry the ark of God, when they step their feet into the river Jordan, what happened? He said, when I know they read your Bible. So when I'm saying, help me now. He said, he said as the moment... The priest who carried, not to tell me, just so that I know you know the story. The moment the priests were carrying the ark, the moment they stepped their feet into the river Jordan, what happened? It says it ceased to flow. They carried the presence. The psalmist asked the mountain, he said, what did you see that made you to quake? What did you see that made you to skip us round? He said, the presence of God. That's what we need in our time. Men and women that will know that God is alive. Not just say that Christians. What, what, what that does, I, I'm telling you, this is just intro on Wednesday, God will help us. That's why you just have to be a believer. You have to examine your, do I believe God? Do I believe in God? Do I believe that, you know, I just, the Spirit of God said, people are protecting themselves from Corona and they're not bothering about what's my word. Do you know how as poison, as a virus, you know what the word of God does? It's terrible. It's fear. It's terrible to fall into the hands of the living God. I'm telling you. You don't want to do that. But because most people don't believe him. So people will steal money to buy oxygen. How can you steal money to buy oxygen? That means you want to leave. If you want to leave, you know what to do now. Turn to him and leave. So, so as we try to round up here. Jesus said, do not be afraid, only believe. And they got into the house. Verse 40 says, and they ridiculed Jesus. But when he had put them all outside, he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was lying. Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha kumi, which is translated, little girl, I say to you, arise. Verse 42 says, immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age, and they were overcome with great amazement. 43 now says, but he commanded them strictly that no one should know it. When I read this, I laughed. Somebody was dead. He's not alive. You're saying no one should know. Praise God. But, uh, you know, the Spirit of God was saying something about it. He's saying that when God does what he wants to do, you don't need publicity. Do you understand? When God turns around situation, you don't need advertisement. 
In fact, someone noted that, do you know that most miracles that Lord Jesus performed? He said, don't tell anybody. But how can you not tell anybody? The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, what? The psalmist said, my heart is what? Reciting a good thing. If my heart is reciting something, this, I don't want to say it, but they are giving you the full story. But I, they told me not to tell you, but eh? Do you understand what I'm saying? So when we are also forcing people to share Christ, it might be a question that the heart is not full. It might be a question of our story. It might be a question, do I believe? Like the story uh, uh, we, we've often told about a man that had a neighbor. And one day he stopped the neighbor and said, you're a Christian? He said, yes. He said, you believe that there is heaven and hell? He said, yes, 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 yes. He said, you believe that if someone does not believe in Jesus Christ, if he dies, he goes? He said, yes. And hell is very hot and it's permanent and it's final. Yes, and heaven is very beautiful. And then in this heaven, there is no limit. All everybody can come. Jesus has paid the price. Say yes. And the neighbor said, You don't believe it. Because if you did believe it, you won't be passing us every day. You won't be passing us. Let's leave, you know, that far. Let's come back home. My life. Do I believe God? Do I believe in Him? Do I believe His word? The Bible says, Noah moved. That's the greatest lesson about Noah. God said to him, I am going to destroy the world. Build an ark. You see, labor is labor to you depending on what you're laboring for or what you're laboring against. When you catch the revelation of who God is, whatever he says to you will be a delight. If he says to you, jump up, you'll say, how high, my master? If he says to you, give, you say, I mean, how much, my master? It won't be a struggle. But when we don't believe, people will have to struggle, you know, to push you, to pull you, to do all that. Whereas the world is waiting because it's actually a conversion. The, the people who came, the multitude who were Jairus' house, all of them had believed the girl was dead, isn't it? But at the end, they had to turn around because the girl lived. But Jesus, because he is God, and because he is Alpha and what? Omega. So that answers that question. Was the girl dead? Well, it depends on the time you were looking at. At the time before Jesus got there, she was there. But the moment Jesus is there, what happened? She's alive. So it depends whether you're looking at past tense or uh, what's the other one called? Present present tense or present participle so or future tense so whichever one it depends but jesus to you and i is the i am he's the word of god i like that song that says he is the living word he's the word alive he's the word effective today 2021 one of the things i do now when i pray to god and worship i say you are god today is january 24th right you are god on this January 24th, 2021. You're not just God of Abraham. You are God today. Praise the Lord. Let's rise on our faith and worship this God. Let's exalt this God. Let's tell this God we believe in him. He's the same God. He's the same God. He's the same God. The songwriter sang and says, we may not know how. We may not know when. But he does things and he does them over and over and over. He's a way maker. He's a healer. He's a protector. He's a shield. He's all of that and more. He's mighty. 
He is great. He is awesome in his ways. When you trust in him, you are safe and you are secure. When you have him, your future is assured. The Bible says, Christ in you. Christ in me is the hope of glory. What is the solution to the world's problem? It's Jesus. We thank God for the new uh, government in America and we're trusting God for a new government in Nigeria. But what is the solution? It's not a new government. It is Jesus that is the answer. So this morning I want you to re- just gather yourself and place your faith in him. Begin to say to yourself, I will believe in you. And begin to rebuke yourself if there is any area that you see yourself not trusting in him. And begin to strengthen yourself in any area where the enemy has come to attack you. Take up your shield of faith. Maybe it's your finances. Maybe it's concerning your social life. You're getting old and this hasn't happened. But the Bible records of Ruth for us. She wasn't just getting old. Everybody around her was, you know, falling out. But God chose the best for the, of the best. Lord, today I am coming to you and I just want to hallow you. You are not my mate. I don't need to understand. I will trust in you. You are able, more than able. You are able to accomplish everything that concerns me. You are well worthy of my praise. You are well worthy of my confidence. I will trust you. I will worship you. You are God. You created this world. You run this world. All men are under your control. All of them are God. The Bible calls our God the God of all flesh. He's the father of all spirits. The principalities and powers, he breathed them. He created them. They exist for his pleasure. Your God is mighty. Your God is a true God. And the word he says to you today is, do not be afraid. I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid. My God, I will trust in you. I will believe in you. You can handle. You can handle. You can handle. You can handle. I believe in you. You can handle. In this new year 2021, in this year of the you know pandemic and all of that, you can guide my path. I can be I can be a witness. I can be a true witness. You can help me in my workplace. You can help me in my business. You can help me in my marriage. You can help me in my relationship. I'm a student. You can help me. You are God. You are God. You are God. You are God. And I will believe in you. 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 Thank you, Jesus. You are able.
Father, we we come back. We draw ourselves back. We shut out those voices. And we put our faith in you. We put our trust in you. We confess that you are able. We say like Abraham that you are faithful. You are more. You are more than enough. You deserve our worship, our trust, our dedication. Lord, as this year begins to even further unfold, we receive the grace to be in the place of believing in all things at all times for everything. Lord, let there be testimonies Let by believing, let your children encounter you. Make them distinct from the crowd in this season. Make them different, O Lord. Let them experience your power. Let them experience your omnipotence. Let your glory be seen. Make them witnesses in their homes in their workplaces even in the public area wherever it may be in their schools oh lord you are god we hallow you blessed blessed be your holy name in jesus christ's name we pray Listening to a message by Pastor Ikenau Keke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www. At the Father's Church Online.org. God bless you.